0: You're listening to WNCP Marquette, home of the North Coast Post Podcast. North Coast Post. Welcome to episode five of the North Coast Post Podcast. Uh, We were expecting to have musical guests, uh, Travis Swanson and his trio, but um, we changed course on a dime here uh, due to some... Breaking news, in a a way, of the community um, being hit by a a virus that's spreading among the businesses here, and it's not dire straits, but thought it was something that we should bring to your attention. Uh, With me today is the Executive Director of the Chamber of Commerce, our sponsor, Jason Schneider. Thank you for joining us. And Alex Robeland from 906 Technologies. He's their cybersecurity analyst. We appreciate you bringing your expertise to the matter. Yep. Good to be here. So, uh, how was your work day today?
1: Ah, well it's been a hectic kind of couple weeks now um a new kind of load of ransomware has fell into the community and started uh spreading itself among everyone um and so that has kept us on our toes for the last couple weeks here uh as of this weekend i've been up for maybe 20 hours straight on some days uh monitoring and definitely checking the traffic of some uh our top clients so it's, it's been tough, and, and this ransomware is a serious issue uh, that everyone kind of needs to be educated about.
0: Yeah, we, we, we're we going to get into ransomware because that is a very scary and serious issue. <laughs> I wasn't even really – I caught some wind of some rumblings, and but I wasn't really aware that this was hitting so deeply until I got a call from you, Jason. Tell me uh, yeah, how you sure. discovered so this.
2: I found out about it because – you know, with the Chamber of Commerce, we got uh, a call from one of our board members saying that their business got affected by this ransom virus. And as a board member, they're logged into Dropbox. They share a Dropbox folder with the other board members and myself. And they said, it affects Dropbox too. So, you know, we don't want you to be infected by this as well. So, you know, I had to quickly do as much research as I could to try and quarantine uh, you know, we don't share anything with any other businesses other than our board members. You know, most of our board members access this personally, not through their business. Um, and so I had to try and quarantine them from accessing it and make sure that our, our operations weren't, weren't affected, um, which then caused me to reach out to 906 and find out, you know, we know you guys are dealing with the business that called us. What is this? How do we deal with it? And that's how we got into it. So we've been letting people know that we work with yeah. that it's an issue and just to be on their radar.
0: Well, we got a, a call from you in our first course of action was uh, unlinking our computers to Dropbox. Was that was that the right move, Alex?
1: Oh uh, Yes, uh, there, there are quite a few better tactics to take, <laughs> but yes, unplugging it from the internet is probably the first thing <laughs> to do. Um, cutting the cord, as some say, um, because Dropbox does some synchronization. And what this ransomware likes to do is, is one person gets it and they upload it. Well, then you synchronize and it comes down on your computer. Then you synchronize to all your other shared folders, it goes back up and comes back down on someone else. Uh, And so it really just spreads and hops uh, through Dropbox. And and it's kind of scary to think about that, oh, once it's on your computer, well, then it's gonna take over all your other personal files on it, not just your Dropbox. So now you're thinking your own documents, you know. For some companies, QuickBook files, databases, that stuff can add up quickly. Uh, and um, kind of proactive measures that deal with there.
0: Was it, when did it become clear to you that this was a targeted attack?
1: Um, you know, none none of these I, I would believe are ever targeted. Um, I think that they are kind of spewed around, and they're becoming more lucrative. These hackers are finding out. Well, instead of breaking into a system and exfiltrating data, why not just Get into a system and lock it down. Uh, a lot of people don't have data redundancy, so they're finding this to be very lucrative then. Oh, now we got to figure out how we're in. Now we have to figure out how to get the data out. Well, that, that takes time and, and, and a, lot of, uh, a lot of techniques to get that to that point. But this is uh, just straight in all you do is lock things up and they'll contact you and hackers are finding that a lot easier because then they can mass produce it yeah and you know the ransom is good you know estimate from 300 to you know 700 dollars so it's definitely
0: (laughs) and you're advising not to pay that
1: (laughs) i'm advising not to there are there are uh there are better ways to go about it well you know my thought is if you pay the
2: ransom i mean you basically paid to unlock that door but does that mean they can't come back in a few months and relock it and then ask <laughs> right. you for more funding? It's like funding? a bully
0: in your lunchbox money.
2: Right, design an algorithm based on how quickly you paid the ransom to <laughs> figure out how much they'll <laughs> charge you for the next ransom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a, like you said, it's the lunch bully. It's, a, it's mm-hmm. a way criminals can now attack you from afar but hold you hostage. And a lot of people don't have data redundancy to you know, really defend it or kind of work around. Right,
2: so our solution at the Chamber And, you know, this was really before diving deep with 906 or anybody technical, um, was we contacted Dropbox and were able to essentially roll back and reinstall the files as they were prior to the infection, Um, which seems to be everything is okay, you know, maybe hidden in there somewhere. But we had to sign up for a business account, which was I think a minimum of $1,200 a year to be able to have that. Ability to roll back to that first you
0: know, month free though trial first
2: month is free So we <laughs> signed up for the free trial for the for the customer support, which is great But you know the average person who uses Dropbox who has it installed in their computer um, You know isn't really thinking about this. They're thinking it's on the cloud. Therefore. It's all backed up mm-hmm. um, Do you have any recommendations for people who use Dropbox or Google Drive on what they can do to keep it keep themselves a little safer?
1: Yeah um, so now we people are relying on as Dropbox being their backup. That's where they're gonna store all their files, but really to the point if we're always connected and we're always on the internet, well that's really not a backup, that's just a copy. And and if your machine gets affected, the copy's gonna go up to the cloud. Um, So what I always recommend is if someone, if you're doing share files, backup your Dropbox folder. There's actually a physical folder that you can go to and you can actually duplicate that and you can actually run Windows backup utility on it um, and make sure that there's there are backups of that. Um, that would be one thing. Another thing would be external backups. Putting in a hard drive every you know two weeks, doing a full system backup, get all your files off and so you have a solid place to have something else. Uh, yeah, we all like to go to the cloud and it's easy for Uh, kind of moving our data around but when it comes to redundancy uh the the external backups are i think one of the better things uh to look for so many
0: people uh just trust the the cloud blindly and uh, people are becoming less and less scrutinizing of their data they just kind of assume my phone's encrypted the data's good throw it up there i'm safe um not the
1: case no uh you know now the hackers go, okay, well, they know that it's all encrypted, they know it's all protected. Well, now, how can we make them pay? Let's just lock them out of that data.
2: hmm
0: interesting, so we uh I'd like the idea for of getting the external drives and just dumping it to that and keeping it on your shelf, you know? Yep.
1: I mean, yep. Just like, you know, that's what I do. I, After this case, I went home. I went to Best Buy right away, uh-huh. bought a 4-terabyte hard external hard drive, and I'm like, I'm getting off the cloud. Really? So this was a
0: wake-up <laughs> call for you personally? Yeah,
1: personally as well. I mean, I I always thought that, you know, it would, it would never get that close to me uh, where I would have to actually face something like this. Uh, but when it actually was on there and started just how it spread so toxic on that. uh, You know, it started from one company and then just went on to Dropbox and now I just saw people lose all their data and they had no backup redundancy on Dropbox. How many
0: do you know of that have been impacted by this?
2: I only know of two other organizations that were affected
1: from from the first business that I was aware of.
0: Um, How about you?
1: you, Um, Well, in these organizations, there were also individuals You know, there were groups of people. So it was, uh, I was on the phone with trying to support some uh, lady that was trying to get rid of Dropbox or trying to disconnect it. And I tried and I told her everything to not click on anything. Uh, Don't click on anything. Just do, you know, follow what I said. She clicked on it and lost all of her files for the past year and a half, all of her photos, everything. And I just watched them all just start going crypto locker. uh,
0: Don't go to your Dropbox and, and unlink
1: uh, just un- uninstall.
0: Uninstall.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So from what
2: I understand, and you can correct me, I'm yeah. trying to speak it in layman's terms, um, is what I went through, and some people have Dropbox as a as a browser, so they only access it through their browser, but a lot of people just have it installed on their computer acting like a folder. Mm-hmm. And so if you have it installed that way, it has access to your computer. Yep. And so that's what you want to really get rid of. Okay. You know, some of our some of our board members said, you know, we're not as concerned about it. We just won't open anything. We only access it through the browser, so we just won't go there. Yeah. But, you know, for people like myself, it was on my home computer and my work computer, the same shared Dropbox folder. And so I actually had to uninstall Dropbox and then go through and uninstall and delete the cache without
1: opening anything.
0: Okay. So if, if I unlinked my... Uh computer to my account mm-hmm. i didn't uninstall dropbox
1: no your dropbox folder will still be on your physical device it'll okay. still be there it'll still have all your files and hopefully it didn't synchronize in the time that you were doing that um, it, before they all get locked out
2: is
0: dropbox the only way this is spread up around the up and our um region? No,
1: no uh there are shared files uh, a lot of companies will be distributed so um you know, they'll, be, they'll have a branch in Missouri and, you know, all over and they all share a hub of like a network storage device and they also creep to those. So like I said, if you're going to have an external drive, make sure that it's not plugged in all the time because then it can also jump to your external hard drive and encrypt that as well. Um, so it does branch out um, when we were watching it on the IDS, which is an intrusion detection system we could see it calling out to every machine in the network of saying, hey, come on, <laughs> take 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 this application and run it. And a lot of them did.
0: Are Windows and Mac users equally susceptible?
1: They are. Uh, the Mac world has always been thought as uh, the, the, the gatekeeper where they, they don't get any viruses and all this and uh, highly respected. Um, but now that... You know, it used to be where PCs used to have, you know, thousands of fish in one pond and there was one in the Mac. Well, now that's changing. The Mac's becoming more popular. Now the ponds look about the same. So now the hackers are like, okay, well, now we have two ponds to fish from. uh, Where instead making an attack for a Mac was not lucrative enough. Right, yes, just because there weren't enough of them. Yeah. yeah,
2: right. Friday morning, so the morning that I got the call, I remember actually seeing a BBC article saying Macs are no longer immune from the ransom viruses. They're now being designed for Macs. Wow. And then a few hours later, I got Bam. a call. I was like, oh, all right. That's <laughs> and the story
0: hits home. Absolutely. <laughs> what? So why did it hit this region now? I mean, viruses are everywhere. Why the surge locally?
1: Um. Well, it's really not... Such targeted. It's not geolocation. When you deal with computers, it's not, you know. Oh, you're hitting the north. You're hitting the.
0: It's just our friend, our like our
1: network. Yeah. It, basically, it's. Yeah, it's it's they do it to everyone. So it's I like mean, trying this... to find the
2: person who came into town with you know Ebola on the <laughs> plane. You just don't know who it was, how it yeah. spread.
1: Yeah. Uh, but it's here. But I, you know, it's it's here. It's it's you know, it's it's everywhere. I mean, we get, you know we we put a honeypot out there just to see who touches it and it's a, just a test server uh nothing to do really with anything um and we get hits from the Netherlands, Russia, China, uh, even in LA, out in uh, South America, Brazil. I mean, we could hit everywhere, and, and we're here in Marquette, Michigan. So anyone that thinks that because we're here in this location we can't be touched—that's wrong. Uh, that's not the way to think of how the internet is. It's not like roads, and you know, <laughs> this population is small up here, so they're not going to come here. But
0: when did this particular uh, virus come on your radar?
1: Well, the funny thing about this one was, is this was a new updated of the Lockheed, which uses an AES advanced encryption standard, uh, which is... Mil- you got that, Jason? <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, a military-grade encryption. Um, oh. And so, this one actually just came out uh, on Wednesday. Wow. Oh. So, none of the scanners would pick this up. Uh, none of the virus protection would pick this up. And it came through a Word document. Uh, That's how simple it was. Uh, It was an invoice and it said it's overdue and all of a sudden, you know, it's just a Word document that has an auto script and ran. Wow. Uh, So, and 90% of all kind of viruses, malware, ransomware are human interaction before they are even on this system. So I think if we, just like I'm doing here, you know, hopefully this gets out and teaches some individuals on this stuff because the more we know, the, the less we can, you know, that ninety percent we can eliminate if we start, you know, educating everyone on on these matters.
0: Yeah, well, that's why that's why we're here to get the, the discussion going. Yeah. Um, as far as Marquette Chamber members are concerned, what what would your advice be to them, Jason?
2: Um, I mean, first of all, I'm going to say chamber members are totally safe. Um, at least from the chamber's perspective, we don't share any documents with anybody, we send out a regular email to all of our members just letting them know what's going on. So if you get a document from us, you just write me back, I'm the one who's sending the emails, write me back and say, did you send this intentionally? Um, Because we don't send documents. But for our chamber members and, you know, the businesses in general, it's, you know, Take some time. Educate yourself. Don't open things from random people. Um, get to know 906 Technologies. They're one of our our first and founding members of the chamber. They've got a great cybersecurity team that, that can help you understand it. So, um, you know, take the time to educate yourself and don't open anything from somebody that doesn't seem right.
0: Absolutely. Is it quite clear if your computer has been infected or is it kind of hidden? How, how do you know if, if it's hit you?
1: At the the start, it looks hidden, Um, but about three minutes into the attack, you'll you'll definitely know. (laughs) Okay. Um, I mean, it'll change your wallpaper to ransom directions. It'll tell you what to do to go get it. Or it'll even lock you out of the whole computer and won't let you log in at all. Wow. Uh, There's two different types of ransomware. One is file-based, where it just locks all your files. Or there is computer-based, where it locks down the whole workstation and you can't do anything there. Uh, There are workarounds for the computer one. So if you do have a computer one, we can assist you in jumping around that. But if there's file one, it's all about data redundancy.
0: Okay. So, basically, you can hook yourself up to a blood pressure monitor.
1: (laughs) And if you feel it just right
2: like crazy, you know you got it. (laughs) So, it's not something slow and malicious. You'll know it as soon as you get it. Exactly. Yep, it'll display itself. Cool.
0: That'll offer some people peace of mind, I think. Yeah. uh, And what are you doing for uh, those who have lost their
1: data? Is
0: there there hope beyond um, paying the the bad guys?
1: I mean, there is hope, and, and... that that comes with the right redundancies in in education and we're here to help kind of educate you uh, and we can actually look at the system and take a look at it for you Uh, we we can give you a diagnostic where we can tell you how much is gone and and, you know depending on the value of your data um, you know we don't want to pay for that
0: Right on. (laughs) All right. um, Well, I'm going to shift the conversation quickly to encryption, which has been more of a national interest story with Apple and the FBI. I got a clip from my my number one trusted source in news, John Oliver. Let's hear it. But, But while it can keep us safe, it's important to note encryption also has a downside. It's become so ubiquitous. It's making it impossible for law enforcement to gain access to certain information, or as FBI director James Comey puts it, Technology has become a tool of choice for some very dangerous people. And unfortunately, the law has not kept pace with technology, and this disconnect has created the significant public safety problem we have long described as going dark. Yes, going dark. It's a deliberately ominous-sounding term, because you wouldn't get so scared if they just called it bad guy go (laughs) bye-bye. So this discussion has uh, has been on on the big picture table yep. for for a while. Uh, I just curious about you. We'll start with you, Jason. Your your viewpoint on uh, the government getting into encryption.
2: I'm glad the government has their own encryption policies. I think they need to stay out of businesses encryption. You know, any local business or national business, international like like Apple they should have their encryption policies. I mean, that's one of the reasons that, that people trust, trust them. Uh, you know, just this morning on NPR I was listening to an interview with somebody from, um, from Bush's administration who was saying, you know what, the NSA and the FBI could, could crack into this iPhone it, easily. easily. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're pushing this primarily for a, a legal precedent so that they can use tech companies to find out more about who's doing what. Um, so to me, it, it scares me yeah it's not something i'm a huge fan of
0: I, i'm i'm with you on that what do you what are your thoughts on on business encryption and, and government
1: um well there's kind of a two-pronged thing that i always have with this debate and this has kind of been my you know everyone comes to me when they ask this question about <laughs> the apple case and i get very heated about it um first off we having the government come in and tell you how to run a company how, how to design a product how to how to protect your customers and they're saying, oh, don't protect them. Uh, and that's just, to me, is flat out wrong uh, to tell someone how to make a product. Um, we have jumped so far in the last year and a half with encryption and how powerful it's become. Why why jeopardize what we've built um, and, and the advances we've been making for for some lousy data that you might not get, they hit. We have some of the best social engineers and, and hackers in this nation that go to DEF CON each and every year. And if you cannot hire one of those people to be on the FBI team to crack these phones five minutes flat, then you're doing something wrong with the hiring process. <laughs> right. I mean that you know yeah. that, that's kind of my take on it. Uh, the second thing is is uh, with Apple. Um, it's just a nice, nice tool to have. I mean, it, it, I would, I would leave iPhone if they, if they made this back door. It's just, it's just, it's just not right. Yeah.
0: People, and even younger generations, are becoming more and more trusting of technology. Yeah. I mean, like our parents are scared of Wi-Fi, you know. Right. What do you mean it's
2: going through the air? Yeah. It's going to get intercepted. But I actually um, just had that conversation with my parents two days ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah, totally. I was trying to get them to, to do Chromecast or something rather than cable. And they liked the idea of it until I said Wi-Fi, and you <laughs> control it through your phone. And they're like, nope, nope, yeah. nope. That's too wild. That's too crazy. Everything's a risk. It's
0: right. Like, oh, boy. But say, eighteen-year-old NMU students throwing up all sorts of personal stuff, just trusting that the technology is solid and encrypted and secure, and mm-hmm. that that fear is is diminishing, and maybe that is part of that precedent that they're trying to set. It'll it'll probably be easier to uh, convince a younger generation to give it up if they. Don't educate themselves.
1: Yep, exactly. This encryption talk uh, it, it is, it is advancing and it is becoming a very good tool. But if we open that door, if we open, if we give the keys to the FBI or the CIA or whoever needs them, the hackers are going to be sitting right behind them waiting for them as well. Hmm. I bet they're licking their chops waiting for March 22nd when this goes into the court office. And if that judge passes this, those hackers are going to be jumping up for joy. It's going to be like a new year for them. Wow, it's um, frightening.
0: Yeah, it really is. Well, thank you guys both for uh, shining a local light on this very, uh, very important topic. It, it hit, sure. when it hits home, you know, it, it affects our neighbors, and yeah. um, we wish everybody and their data the very best. Um, our apologies to Travis Swanson. Uh, we'll hear some great jazz next week. When Travis is our guest. Great. Um, and our ch- sponsor, the Chamber of Commerce, Jason, thank you for joining us. Absolutely, thanks for joining us. Alex, thanks for your insight today. Yep, thank you. And I spoke to Mike, the manager up at Best Buy. He told me there's $40 off right now on certain external hard drive models, one, two, three terabytes. Take Alex's recommendation. Get your files backed up in a way that's secure. Protect yourself, your data,
2: and each other. Good day. North Coast home.